Hey, Joy here. Rachel and I would like to welcome you to You're All Right, Get Up, podcast full of laughter, personal stories, encouragement, and often a show about living life. As a disclaimer, our podcast does not offer professional therapy or treat illness. We are a motivational supporting podcast sharing our life experiences, stories, and laughter. And don't forget to listen to our Wednesday What to get your midweek boost. And we would love for you to check out our sponsor tab and consider joining us. If you have questions or need any additional information, please check out the sponsors tab on our website or contact us at info at allrightgetup.com. And we'd like to give a shout out to an amazing company and sponsor, Endeavor Promotions out of Birmingham, Alabama. Danny Kirkland has done an amazing job of our promo items. And we encourage you to check out his website, endeavorpromotions.com, or he can also be reached at 205-540-8292. Yeah, he's an amazing guy and an amazing company. They have done a great job. Highly recommended. Today's witty whisper mm-hmm. is about tablecloths. Ooh, do you Pret- know do you pretty have- tablecloths? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I regress. <laughs> Could be. I have a thing about tablecloths. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> Are you an expert on tablecloths? I, I wouldn't say an expert, but I do love tablecloths. I think it's my grandmother. She she did to me every time we had like any event or even if you went over and she's like oh honey have you eaten yet let me go ahead and make something for you there would go the plaid tablecloth oh right you know Uh so yeah go ahead (laughs) i noticed you don't have a tablecloth on your dining room table (laughs) right i'm just teasing and if you know me you know i'm a little bit of a germ foe yeah so this Mm kind of grosses me out in some ways but tablecloths were originally designed to be used as one big communal napkin did you know that really no mm-hmm. i did not yes whoa when they were first invented guests were meant to wipe off their hands and faces on a tablecloth after a messy dinner party wow well i think i'm gonna do that next time I'm at your house and you got the tablecloth <laughs> start picking wow. it up wiping my mouth because <laughs> i'm a messy eater oh my goodness that I'm a little taken back by that. Um, I'm picturing. Um, now we know why there was a lot of sickness in those days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody sharing the same napkin. <laughs> Forget Ugh. the sanitizer, right? Exactly. I mean, and you know, washing Ooh. wasn't. I don't know. Some ways, I think maybe washing a tablecloth now would be a little bit better than back then. But then I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, get your rock out, get your tablecloth, and let's go down to the river. <laughs> let's clean it. Like, how often did you clean it? Right. Mm-hmm. Now we know about the Black Plague. <laughs> yeah. They said rats, but really. Yeah, because the other thing I, I'm picturing back in the day, I think they had um, those rolling type things. You know what I'm talking about where you would, uh, Roll you would put it over. Well, it, it's, it was like a frame and it would sit on a, a large steel bucket when you put your water in it. Your oh, soap. you're talking about the washing and then, it. It actually had a roller and you would like roll stuff through it. And I think that was another way of trying to like when you got it in the soapy water, you would put it through it and then it would kind of wash it and wring it out like if it was something larger. But I'm picturing really this is what I'm getting at is somebody trying to wash a tablecloth on a rub board. (laughs) I mean, if you think about that. And how big a tablecloth is, that's kind of a big task. You know, you're trying to keep it off the ground. Well, that's what I'm you're saying. You're trying to, like, what do you, what'd you do? How, right? how dirty would they become? <laughs> because you become pretty large. Yeah. Unless it's like a 12 by 12, like everybody get in close. 
Hey, Joy, you're there with your napkin. Pass it over. Right, right. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That is so fascinating. I really did not know that. Hmm. Interesting. Grosses me out a little bit. Hmm. So, Joy, I have a yeah. couple of stories where they're actually kind of four stories I'm going to combine into one. Sweet. And the, the commonality of the four stories is called What My Parents Didn't Know. <laughs> Nice. And oh even boy. as a middle-aged woman, I'm a little fearful for my dad to hear these. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, we all can probably relate, however. Now, these are <laughs> stories from probably 13 to probably 16 years old. Okay. So I just want to make sure everybody knows I do not condone this behavior. Mm-hmm. This behavior is stupid. It should not be done. And like I said, you know, I'm in that age range and you have to remember that the frontal lobe of your brain takes longer to mature. Right. So just remember that. I think it matures around age 25. And that's the part of the brain that helps control cognitive control and inhibition. So just remember, Mm -hmm. I'm in that dumb phase of being a kid. (laughs) (laughs) These are all learning curve. Yes. But I mean, for the most part, I was a good kid. Right. You know, up until probably around 16 or 17 when I got a little sarcastic. So this was also a time frame that uh, we had really just become friends. Yeah. Okay. Just putting it into context. That way I can really uh, dog you later, you know? Yes. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yes. The first story involves a motorcycle. Oh, boy. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the term whiskey throttle? No, I haven't. Yeah. That is where... You pull back on the throttle a little bit too much. Oh, okay. Like turbo. (laughs) Yeah. Pop a willy and go. (laughs) Right. Yes. I think that's what happened to my dad when he accidentally did that and it went through the garage door. Oh, wow. That's a a future story. That's another story. I can't wait to hear that. Yeah. My best friend at the time, she had three sisters. Mm -hmm. They were uh, a family of all girls. And her dad, I think like maybe the second to oldest, wanted a dirt bike. Mm-hmm. And so when they told me that they owned a dirt bike, I was just like, really? And they're like, yeah, it's in the storm shelter. And for whatever reason, I convinced them to get it out. <laughs> now, have I ever rode anything mechanical at all? No. Right. <laughs> no. I don't even think I was driving at this age. And my mom paid life insurance claims. So she was very protective of what I did. So we didn't mm-hmm. shoot fireworks. We certainly did not drive four-wheelers. It was all manual. If you were going to ride something, it was on your own power. Right, right. You do the pedaling. You do the manual work. Exactly. No no automated anything. No. And we'll have to share a story later about something related to that. But anyway, now my brother being the good kid, he would not have done this. But me being the bad kid, I was like, get the motorcycle out. (laughs) So they did. And their house was... Like, their front yard wasn't much of a front yard. Mm-hmm. Most of their land that they had was in the back. And so their driveway ran really close to the main highway, and it ran parallel. Mm-hmm. And then the driveway was probably maybe 20 yards long. It was very short. Hmm. Right. So picture somebody who, who's never been on a motorcycle, who is parallel to the highway, and the woods are right in front of them. Says, yeah, I'll get on it. <laughs> Again, uh, frontal lobe has not fully developed. Uh, just to be clear, no no helmet, no, no pads, no anything no, like that, right? No protection okay. whatsoever. Just, just checking. Not even sunglasses. Okay. 
And I'm also short, so I don't think I could really reach the ground. <laughs> yeah, this is a good idea. <laughs> so I, they give me some instructions. I'm like, I'm good to go. I thought, I guess I was in the movie. I don't know. So I remember pulling back on that. You know how you twist the throttle? Yeah. And I remember, I guess I, I guess it was more sensitive. I don't know what I was thinking. I basically twisted all the way back and popped a willy. And in that moment, I was like, should I get off? Should I jump off this motorcycle? I mean, I've got the cars on the highway beside me. I've got their cars parked in the driveway. No, I'm going to go ahead and ride it out. <laughs> so you're riding it out. Are you on one wheel or two wheels? Eventually, I came down on two wheels. Okay. And I right. got tickled because later they were like, yeah, we could see that dilemma in your eyes. I was like, yeah, because I was like, do I jump off? And I opted to stay on it. Mm-hmm. Because again, I couldn't really get enough leverage because I couldn't reach the ground to really feel like I was going to clear the bike. Right. I right. guess. I don't know. So I opted to just let her ride. Yeah. And mm. I don't know how fast you can go in first gear, maybe 10 miles an hour. I ran right into the woods <laughs> <laughs> with on the dirt bike. <laughs> God was looking out for me because I did hit a tree, but oh, the no. front tire took most of the impact. But I, my face took like the second part of the impact you know because you're all of a sudden you come to a complete stop and then you you lunge forward yeah and i hit the tree and i don't know how i managed this i had like one tiny bruise on my face oh my goodness yeah and i don't know why i did not tell my parents hey i probably have a concussion and you need to take me to the emergency room and i don't know where my best friend's parents were obviously they weren't there and for whatever reason on the inside of my mouth is where all the bruising took place like, mm. I couldn't even hardly talk because it would hurt so bad in my mouth. Wow. And I'm, like, thinking now, as an adult, of the horror of taking something like that and running into a tree. I mean, that's really seriously could be injured, you wow. know, and something like that. Yeah. But as a kid, you're like, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> and it's not like my parents were, like, super strict or, you know, yeah, the type of parents to go crazy. I guess I did worry about my mom saying, you know, you don't. Don't do this type of thing. And then I did this type of thing. Or getting grounded or something like that. Like right. I never even got grounded as a kid. You know, I got a couple of spankings. Oh, awesome. Yeah. You know, I probably got yeah. two or three spankings and that was it. Yeah. So it again, I didn't have like these terrible parents. But for whatever reason, I was like, I'm not telling my parents. And then I went home later. I think my mom picked me up that day. And I went home. And then after around dinner time, my best friend's dad called me <laughs> to check on me. And I think he was like, did you tell your parents? Yeah, 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 that's good. <laughs> and he was like, are you sure you're okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. But like, again, I'm cringing as an adult thinking right. of that, not telling them. Yeah. So that's story one. And just side note, I've thought about buying a motorcycle. My husband's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> one tree is enough. So they never knew about this, right? No, never. Okay, all right. Just Never. Just pointing that out. Yeah. A second time, I taught my best friend into going hiking. She really wasn't an outdoorsy person. Mm-hmm. But I was like, hey, let's go to the local state park. Let's go hiking. I have to babysit my brother, so we'll include him. And let's just let's just pack a lunches. I got these new cool hiking boots. And let's go hiking. Oh, I think I'm going to take my dad's really nice camera with me. <laughs> and not ask for permission. <laughs> Oh, boy. And we go hiking, and we go probably, I don't know, maybe four or five miles into the woods. And we're hot. It's summertime. We're basically hiking parallel to this small creek Mm -hmm. slash maybe river. 
And there's a section where it kind of dips down. So it's kind of like a little waterfall. And it's it's pretty deep where the water runs off. And I was like, hey, let's just, we're hot. Let's get in there and go swimming. Great idea. Yeah, great. <laughs> so we go in this water and we're swimming. And I think, hey, I got my dad's camera. This is a great Kodak moment. Let me climb up these rocks where the water runs off. And let me take a picture of my brother with my best friend swimming. Oh, boy. And so I hike up. I don't know why I didn't hike on the trail, but I decided to hike back up these rocks that have algae on them. Oh, no. And if you've ever stepped on an algae-covered rock (laughs) with water coming down off of it, it's very slick. So I proceed to go upstream. I found my little perch. I'm kind of crouched down. Thank goodness I'm crouched down somewhat. And I'm getting ready to take the picture. And I guess I just kind of moved one of my feet just ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. Well, that was enough to slip. And the next thing I know, I am like a pinball in a pinball machine, just bouncing oh. all the way down. Oh, no. This little waterfall type track. Oh, ding, 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 no. Ding, ding, ding. And if you could see the horror on my brother's face, like she's dead. <laughs> she's dead. Oh, my goodness. Now. I will have to give myself kudos because I'm worried about my dad's camera. So all the way bouncing off of rocks, I'm holding my dad's 35 millimeter camera up in the air because <laughs> I don't want it to get wet or damaged. And then eventually I go over the waterfall into the deep part. Oh. And I think it does get wet because the I think it's called a Pelicu or Pelico or whatever, something mirror inside, you know, that uh-huh. cameras had back then. Apparently it was held down with glue because it did like, move and so it closed shut so you never could take a picture because the mirror is gone <laughs> and now i've i still have the egg size knot on my head oh now there's no doubt in my mind that that was seriously a concussion and i've got terrible bruise on my like shoulder again stupid kid i fell i don't ask for any assistance like my mm-hmm. best friend and my brother are freaking out and i'm yeah. like i'm fine i'm fine blood it's human <laughs> it's human nature we all have blood I hiked back out, five miles back out <laughs> with my concussion. I was driving at this time, and I drop everybody off, and then I go home to rest. But I never told my parents. Oh, my And then goodness. I carefully cleaned the camera and placed it back in Dad's bag in his closet. And then, you know, he go to use it. Like, I can't see out the... <laughs> Something's wrong with my camera. Like, yeah, wow. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you were bleeding? You Just were... a little bit. Okay. Not from the head wound, but like the uh, okay. cuts, as mm. you would imagine when you're bouncing off rocks. I don't know how I didn't break something. <laughs> For real. I'll have to let you feel the goose side because it's still oh, on my man. head. Man. And I'm just, again, looking back as an adult, cringing, thinking I should have told my mom and dad, you need to take me to the doctor and get me checked out. Right, right. And I'm laughing because I don't think I could, I can't hardly hike back out five miles. I guess altogether it would be 10 miles. I mean, I can't even do that today, bro. <laughs> Much less being injured <laughs> and hiking out. I was really a tough Dang, kid. Yeah. I was a very tough kid. You were. You and were then somewhere tough. in my 20s, I became a ninny. Because <laughs> I'm like, Brian, I got this blister. I think somewhere in the 20s or 30s, that happens to all of us. So <laughs> Yeah. And again, I don't know why I didn't tell my mom yeah. or somebody what happened. Mm-hmm. So did your dad ever find out about the camera? No, this is be, will be his... <laughs> introductory yes like oh, this is what happens to the, the camera <laughs> sorry dad b <laughs> yeah sorry dad sorry about that <laughs> you guys were right to watch me all the time all right so the third story this is three out of four 
I don't know why, but back in my day, when you would watch movies, and this is why I think parents are so careful about what kids watch, because you can be influenced. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about how much people spend to do a Super Bowl commercial, because you are influenced by what you watch. Yeah. It just seemed like a lot of movies... In this time period, teenagers had road signs mounted to their walls in their bedroom. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, certainly. I mean, yeah. it was road signs or uh, uh, traffic cones. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and I even had one really good friend of mine that actually had one of the barrels with a light on it. <laughs> <laughs> Believe Funny it or not. Funny you should mention that. <laughs> You know, you can actually buy signs yeah. to put on your, your walls now. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm with the same best friend and we're, it's like a Friday night and I'm going to spend a night with her mm-hmm. and I'm driving and we're taking these back roads and I look to her and I'm going to call her, um, let's call her Sandy. Mm-hmm. I look at Sandy and I was like, you know what I want? I want to get a road sign and put it on my wall in my bedroom. I mean, she's looking at me like, okay. You know, she's skeptical. <laughs> I'm like, Ferris Bueller. I don't know if he had one, but I feel like he did. And I make this proclamation, but I have no tools. There's no plan. Again, I'm 16. Right. (laughs) And as we're taking this back road, all of a sudden, we see like this little construction spot that they're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they have those little saw horses that are orange and white, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They give you great information like... Do not enter. (laughs) Do not enter. Road closed. Exactly. (laughs) It's a great information, especially at night. I think they must have been filling like one side of the lane or something, Mm -hmm. you know, pothole or whatever. For whatever reason, there was like a little, little stint of the road that was closed. And here was this little construction sawhorse right there, ready to be taken. And, you know, on one side, it had like the orange blinking light. And I look at her and I'm like, look, we don't even have to have tools. This is our sign. Right. I was like, this is going to be perfect. Now, at this age, I'm driving a Honda Accord. I think maybe it was a 1985 model, maybe 87. It's not very big, but it's a hatchback. Yeah. I'm like, let's get out and get this sign or this, I don't know what you'd call it, road closure indicator, yeah. communication that's helpful, whatever. Roadblock. Yeah. So anyway, yep. well, let's pop the hatchback. So we're trying to collapse because, you know, again, it's like that horse saw shape. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. trying to collapse it. We're laughing, thinking we're brilliant. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. We eventually, and it's heavy. Yeah. And we're yeah. two, you know, we're two girls and we're not really equipped to pick up signs. But anyway, so we, you know, we're laughing, cutting up. And all of a sudden we hear a neighbor like, hey, what are y'all doing out there? I'm going to call the police. You better get off. So that kind of put some pep in our step. Yeah. And we throw that sucker in the back of our hatchback and we spin out, taking off because it was a manual transmission. Burn and rub it. <laughs> hatchback closed or open? Oh, it's closed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lucky it went in there and it didn't break the the window. <laughs> and now we're still laughing and thinking we're the coolest two people. <laughs> now, remember, this is at night. And as we're going through this back road, all you can see is this pulsating orange light. <laughs> <laughs> you look like one of those, uh, what are they called? Like the pace cars, you know, where they're exactly. like helping people <laughs> during traffic. That's control. exactly us. Because, you know, we didn't. I didn't have tinted windows. <laughs> It's a hatchback, and all you see is this orange light. Yeah. So we eventually make it back to her house. And they had, you know, where we live, we have a lot of tornadoes. <laughs> and we're like, what are we going to do with this thing? And she's like, I don't know. And then why don't we put it with a dirt bike <laughs> in the tornado shelter thing? And she's like, yeah, that's a great idea, because nobody goes down there. Yeah. 
So we take that heavy sucker and we put it in there. And then, you know, we probably watch some movies and hang out or whatever. And then we go to sleep. And then about probably 2 a.m. it hits me that I've taken something that's not mine. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I feel oh so boy. bad. <laughs> and, you know, we had some pretty good information, like road closed. This yeah. lane closed. And I'm starting to feel really bad about it. You know, I'm tossing and turning. And I'm like, I can't believe I, I took something. What if somebody saw me? I'm getting reported. I'll be in the police. My parents are going to kill me. I can't hang that thing on the wall. I mean, that's going to be a real booger to mount. <laughs> that thing was heavy getting in the car. It was heavy getting in the car. <laughs> My parents are going to be like, what's that pulsating orange light coming from your bedroom? Like a disco. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just having all kinds of remorse. <laughs> And my, my best friend, we had a lot of kids, so they had bunk beds. So I just remember being in the top bunk. Her sister loved Andre Agassi back when he had long hair. <laughs> oh, he yeah. Had, I loved that, him. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. cool one. He was super, was super cool. Yeah. And that's who she had mounted on the ceiling. So me and Andre had some very <laughs> serious discussions that night. But I thought, as soon as I know that Sandy is awake, mm-hmm. we're going to go put that sign back. Yeah. And so woke up pretty early. What is early for kids? I think I fell back asleep when it's early for teenagers. In the meantime, all of a sudden we hear uh, my name as well as Sandy's name. Her mom has found the sign. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Because it's a storm shelter, so there's no windows. (laughs) And whatever she goes to retrieve, the flashing pulsating orange light catches her attention, you know, as one might think. (laughs) So she's like, oh, my gosh. So she quickly deduces it's us. (laughs) And she's like, you will go put this sign back. I'm like, yes, ma'am. We're going to. You know, we were going to eat breakfast first. She's like, no, now. Right so now. What made her go down there? I to... don't remember what she was getting out. Something oh, they had. So in there the were other stuff. In yeah, there, it I wasn't guess. just. Okay. A, it was kind of like a catch all. Okay. They didn't have a garage. So I yeah. think it kind of caught. Interesting. Things. And I just remember her. Really. That is so funny. And then, funny. you know, we're like, well, we're going to eat breakfast. No, you will go take it back now. <laughs> somebody's somebody's gonna run it right away she's like when i saw this sign it's like oh (laughs) what have they done let me go get them (laughs) exactly where those kids that's funny and uh so we did we did return it and it was easier actually during the day than the night (laughs) and the man the neighbor the mad neighbor didn't yell at us but um yeah i was very disappointed in myself Mm -hmm. but again Mm -hmm. nobody knows this nobody knows this except for sandy and her family (laughs) Wow. About this, the temporarily borrowed lane closed. Yeah. Yeah. Cone thing, whatever. I guess I thought because it had that pulsating line, that was going to be really cool. <laughs> they are pretty cool. I have to admit. Yeah. Just yeah. not when they're being used. Like it's, right. <laughs> are you using this? You using this to tell people not to, right, to land right. on this lane? Okay. Now this next one, I did not involve my best friend, Sandy. Uh, and I feel really bad about this. I'm a few years older than my brother. Mm-hmm. I think I was probably 14 mm-hmm. and I had a boyfriend and his mom was really smart because she decided to go to the school, which they probably wouldn't let you do this now. And she said, hey, I will do an after school daycare right here on premises. Mm-hmm. And then people that work, you know, later can come pick up their kids. And then I don't have to worry about transportation to another building. You know, here's this free building I can use. I don't have to worry about transporting the kids. It has a playground, has everything. Mm -hmm. And I'll just do a daycare right here. Yeah. You know, I'm a few years older than my brother. And so he pretty much had to stay in the playground area. But me and my boyfriend, we could roam the school premises. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm sure you can't do this now. Both my parents worked to about five o'clock. So there's two hours 
of just roaming around this skull, right? Right, right. And we would keep seeing this cat, okay? Now, I'm an animal person, and I'm concerned that this cat doesn't have a home. Mm-hmm. And I look at my friend, my boyfriend, and I said, I'm going to take this cat. And he's like, really? I was like, yep, I'm going to take this cat home. I'm going to claim it. I'm going to give it a good home. I just need to get it home. Now, I have asthma, right. and I'm highly allergic to cats. Like, I've gone to an emergency room having an asthma attack that I could not get under control. Oh, no. But not dogs or no, whatever. No, not so, dogs. Okay. It's, right. it's really cats. Okay. Yeah. Super, super allergic to cats. Yep. As one might guess, my parents did not allow us to have cats. <laughs> Again, frontal lobe not fully developed. <laughs> I decide I'm going to take this cat. I look at this person. I'm going to name him Alex. I said, Alex, I'm going to take the cat. I just need you to put it in the duffel bag. Oh, no. You think that a cat is hard to get in a normal cat carrier? <laughs> put it in a duffel <laughs> oh, no. bag. Oh, no. Like, oh, my goodness. So we somehow get the cat. Probably somebody owned the cat because we were able to get fairly close to it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it wasn't 100% feral. Yeah. So just imagining two 13-year-olds capturing this cat and putting it in a duffel bag. And if you've ever seen Christmas Vacation where the aunt wraps up the cat right in a box in the box <laughs> yeah and i think clark is holding it by like the ribbon and all of a sudden the box just moves crazy and he's yeah. like hey Aunt Anna, didn't you wrap up your cat again <laughs> that's what the duffel bag looked like rare you know rare oh, you know wow. it's moving wow and my my boyfriend alex was like how are you gonna get this in your car i'm like i'm gonna convince my mom to open the trunk i'm gonna put it in the trunk of the car you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> again Cat's fine. Oh, Don't be man. worried about the cat. Cat man. is fine in the bag. Yeah. Doesn't love the bag, but it's in the bag. Mm-hmm. And I very carefully, when my mom comes to pick me up and my brother, I make up some story about how much stuff I have and then it needs to just go in the trunk of the car. Mm-hmm. So I guess she's tired. She doesn't think through. So she pops the trunk. I carefully place the bag in the trunk. Now yeah. it's in the trunk. So once we go, yeah, that poor cat's probably been flung around in the bag. <laughs> Not only is the poor cat in the bag, it's meowing to get out. Poor guy. Oh, no. Meow. 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 I was like, shut up, cat. (laughs) No. I'm like, okay, when I get inside, because my my boyfriend's like, oh, it's loud. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get her to crank up the music. Because my mother really wasn't a music person. But when we got in there, I was like, yeah, let's put in some, uh, you know, music. And let's make it rap with a lot of bass. Because, you know, it's like, meow, you know. (laughs) And all I can think of is like making her place or mix a lot. Oh, yeah. Baby got back. <laughs> Baby got back. You know, yeah, so that's yeah. going. And you know, you're hearing that mm-hmm. and like, meow, meow. <laughs> so we finally get home. Play Stray Cats. That'd be really good. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> I didn't have that little cassette there. Just had Sir Mix a lot. Yeah. And we finally get home. And I guess at some point I had told my brother what was happening. Because mm-hmm. I was like, come to my bedroom. Now, I'm at that teenage year, so I don't really want a lot of interaction with my sibling. Mm-hmm. Right. But that night, I was like, I'll help him with his homework. <laughs> really? <laughs> exactly. My parents were like, hmm. Interesting. That seems a little off. Right. And then we go to my bedroom and we're playing with the cat. Now, I don't know, like, again, thinking of it, as an adult, I'm like, where did the cat go to the bathroom? Because <laughs> I didn't let the cat out of my bedroom. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. You mean you didn't find that later? <laughs> I'm sure I did. I don't remember that part. Oh, boy. And uh, so we we play with the cat. We feed the cat. We pet the cat. We're playing with the cat. A lot of cat activities. 
can't breathe. Asthma's growing crazy, of course. And we eventually called a night. So David goes into his bedroom, you know, going mine. And of course, I always slept with my door closed. I used to stay up late. Yeah. It was difficult for me because I would stay up so late to wake up in the mornings. Wish I had set alarm because my mom opens the door. Oh, boy. I don't know what I was going to do before. But anyway, she opens the door to wake me up. To her surprise, she's greeted by somebody different. (laughs) She's greeted by our guest. I had a chest of drawers right beside my door. Mm -hmm. And the cat had gotten on top of the chest of drawers. So when my mom opened the door, the cat jumped out right at her. Oh, no. And she takes off screaming. Oh, no. (laughs) Jerry! Jerry! (laughs) Oh, no. Now, I feel like that I have different screams. Because I have been startled, and you go, (gasps) and they're screaming, you're like, hey. Yeah. I have thought Brian had left for the day, and he has returned home while I was in the shower. And all I see is this figure go by. Yeah. And I scream bloody murder because I think there's a stranger in my house. Right. Those are different screams. That is a different scream than like when I saw a spider on my door. (laughs) Different. But my mom, same scream. (laughs) Cat scaring her, serial killer. Same scream. It's blood curling. (laughs) And she's going crazy. And she takes off running because the cat has jumped at her. Oh, goodness. And the cat's just trying to get away, you know, way. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like it's chasing my mom, (laughs) but it's really not. It's just trying to take the path of least resistance. (laughs) So she's screaming my dad's name. He's just now getting out of the shower. He's trying to figure out, what what is it? What is it? What's going on? (laughs) And my mom, you know, I jump out of bed and I see my mom running down the hallway with a cat, (laughs) passing her, (laughs) passing her by and trying to figure out how to get out of the house. Have you ever seen Home Alone? Yeah. <laughs> Where Kevin, at some point, gets scared, and he takes off running, and he has his hands full extended above his head, and they're just waving around running? Yes. Exactly the same run my mom had. <laughs> <laughs> so my dad's... That's great. Hair oh. wet and everything. Towel wrapped around him. What's going on? What's going on? She's like, Jerry, it's a cat. <laughs> What is a cat doing in the house? He starts <laughs> laughing because he's like, it's a cat. It's not like a cougar jumped out at you, you know, like calm down. My dad's like, why is there a cat in your bedroom? Oh, so I had to fess up, huh? So ob- this is what my parents did know. My dad still laughs about this one. Yeah. He's like, what were you thinking? Like, what was your long-term plan? I was like, I didn't have one. There was no long-term plan. <laughs> just get the cat from point A to point B. Yeah. And my mom just, she was not an animal person, just being terrified in him like scolding her like he scolded her more than he probably did me because he's like jane it's just a cat you know be cool you know be cool <laughs> right. and then my dad's like get rid of the cat yeah <laughs> so he's like i don't know how you got it here but get rid of the cat oh so we did have to unfortunately get rid of the cat but my boyfriend he did take it oh good so the cat found a home it was not injured it was probably traumatized a little bit <laughs> his life really changed in the last you know right. 20 Less than 24 hours. Yeah. And gets taken. Wow. Gets kidnapped. Gets screamed at. Talk talk about going from rags to riches, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But Um, it was a very pretty cat. It was black and... Awesome. Had those yellow eyes. But I was very sad that my dad's like, you can't keep a cat. (laughs) What were you thinking? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Clearly weren't. No, No, I wasn't. (laughs) I wasn't. It's a 14-year-old. 
I was just channeling my parents. Yeah. At point. Exactly. Like what they would say. I love that. What like, were you thinking? <laughs> like, you're not. Right. Like, this should be like when you were a parent, you should get the little thing that says, okay, the, the frontal lobe's not going to be fully developed. Yeah. Until 25. So there's going to be a lot of dumb things that your kid's going to try to do. <laughs> I think of like yeah. that Andy Griffin show where he's talking about like, you can't let kids really like make oh, decisions. Do yeah. Do, do what they want. Yeah. Right? Cause they just yeah. don't know any better. These right. are perfect prime examples prime examples yeah. of me not making very good smart decisions yeah and i know kids are probably a little bit more mature than i was but no. gotta have structure gotta yeah. have some ability to understand and know structure and then have values that's the only best way for them to make those decisions that they need to make so. exactly but it does take experience too it's one thing to just be able to tell them something it's another thing to live it and to understand it yeah that's so, right yeah so those are my stints of being that weird kid that made some dumb decisions. <laughs> It'd be awesome, right, if we just had like this little, uh, you know, thing that they could wear that just said, you know, almost their state. <laughs> it's like <laughs> these status quo of uh, you could have like stage. different. Yeah, it would be nice if you had like a, a wristband <laughs> or something that you know clearly identify. Like, hey, I'm at the. I make poor decisions. Right. <laughs> Hello, my name is Rachel, and I make poor decisions. At least then you'd walk up and be like, uh, oh, oh, yeah, no, never mind. Never mind. I'm good. <laughs> it's okay. You wouldn't get it. I need your opinion on, oh, never mind. <laughs> or, you know, like you said, it could be like, oh, I'm close. Yeah. I'm yeah. a fast learner. My brain is developing a little bit right. it's quicker. Like, let me take a little extra <laughs> yeah. time and explain this to you. Tell you a story. <laughs> so I hope you better understand what I'm about to say. <laughs> but all in all, I mean, I feel like those were not, you know, other than I probably oh, needed to go be checked yeah. out by a doctor. And they, they weren't horrible decisions. Now, the motorcycle is probably a little bit scary because, yeah. I, you know, looking back, it terrifies me being so close to the road. But let me tell you something. We've all we've all done it. Oh, yeah. We've all been there. I beg to differ if there's anybody out there that could argue with me and say that they haven't. Right. I, I just can't imagine that. I just can't. I mean, because we've all at some point, whether it was in our younger years or later years, made those decisions. And um, I could tell you four or five stories right now, too, based off what you've said that I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes me think about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, me doing this or me making that decision. And still to this day, I think, golly, you know, here I am thinking back and I'm going, well, I can't believe I did that. I can't I believe I made that choice, you know, but it's just it's the things you do to experiment life right. and to understand you know what life is about yeah and so. i feel like you got to have some you do you can't be a total rule follower <laughs> you've seen those Come episodes on. where their their kids like perfect and like can you break just one rule just one time right right but no but i mean like i said i was a pretty good kid and for the most part i didn't put myself in too much danger right yeah and my dad now knows two stories now i feel like he probably has a lot more than i do and he can confess those next time we there we you get together. Go. There you go. Well, you know, we've talked about having some special uh, folks in on our show. I mean, we might could get him to tell us oh, a that couple. That would be so fun. I love hearing dad, I, my dad's stories from growing up. I would love it also. I'd love to be able to hear him tell the stories. Yeah, be great. dad, this is your invitation. Yep. Yep. Come join us. So guys, I want you to think about something today. We all have stories and we all have some that are some indifferent, some brave, <laughs> some crazy. Somewhere the cortex is not quite filled yet. <laughs> you know, we've all got them. We've all got those stories. And I think it's important for us to remember that uh, our stories in life sometimes may be ones that we're not really super proud of. Some that we may be. 
Some that we may boast about and be like, wow, look at me. Look what I've done. I was so proud that day. But we have to remember that as each person has things in their life that happens, sometimes we may not agree with those decisions. Sometimes we may not think, hey, that was the best thing to do or that was the right thing to do. Or, But here's the thing. We all have a journey and we all have a story. And we all have that journey to take where we have to make those decisions and choices. And even though we may not feel that that moment, that that may have been the best thing or the right thing, it actually may have ended up to be the best thing for us in the end. Because we have to remember the lessons we learn, the people we meet, the lives we change, and what comes out of us in the very end. Think about how something made you grow and change. Something helped you to learn and experiment and go, wow, you know what? I would do that a hundred times over or I'll never do that again. And if you never experience life and you never experience those things, then you never have that story to tell to help someone else. And that's what it's all about, helping each other. Remember, you are stronger than you think. Don't give up. If you feel overwhelmed and you can't do it on your own, reach out to a caring friend, a pastor, or counselor. And if you feel like you've reached rock bottom, the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline has caring people available 24-7, and they can be reached by dialing or texting 988. Stay true to yourself, embrace the power of kindness, and know you matter. Till next time, friends.